Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hour two this week. Happy uh, April 10, 2021. I, I misspoke on the movie zone uh, yesterday. I said uh, we're halfway through the fourth month of the year, and we're not quite halfway. We will be this coming week. So is it because last year felt like a decade? I think so. That this year feels like it's just blowing by? I think so. Uh, I, I yeah. cannot believe it's April 10th. I, and honestly, I feel like I'm... Like, I look outside here at the arena, and I see these popcorn trees, which I don't know what... I think they're flowering pear. Yeah. And they, they've got the flowers them. blooming. You can smell them. And I, I just feel clean and, and happy and excited. And this time last year, I think, was in, like, a gray filter. Yeah. It, it was, like, in, in Chernobyl. It, the, the, all the Russian movies you ever see. <laughs> it felt like that was that. Like, I was trapped under Stalin or something. Yeah. And But a well, year removed, and I'm like, okay... Life is beautiful. Yeah. It's tough, but it's beautiful out there. You know, I was looking at some pictures I took a year ago, and it, it, it's weird. There wasn't, like, anybody out. There was no traffic. It was just, like, empty. It was, like, after the apocalypse or something. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just, it was bizarre. But now, like, I, I came down here. Like, there was people walking their dogs. There was, there, there was like, a car show happening. Um, it, was, it was, like, you know, things were, were getting there. Yeah, you felt like you were in a Call of Duty level last yeah. year. Yeah. It was just <laughs> an abandoned city. But now uh, we're getting back to life, so that's good. Now... Uh, I I had an experience the other day. Uh, I was taking my daughter to uh, my aunt who was going to watch her for the day. And as we passed the high school, it was around lunchtime, and all these high school students were driving out of the parking lot to go lunch or go home or whatever they were doing. And I saw this teenage girl, while she was turning left towards us, looking at her phone. That's not good. While turning left. <laughs> towards us yeah and her window was down and so i rolled my window down and i'll bet i was 18 inches from her face when i leaned out my window and yelled put your phone down as her window passed my window uh-huh and i don't know what her reaction was flipped out threw her phone out the window I coffee hope so. everywhere i hope just... the iphone shattered into a gazillion <laughs> trillion pieces uh but what i do hope happened is that old man horton here uh-huh. sent a message to young whippersnapper that Put your phone down while you're driving. You could have saved her life or somebody else's life. It's probably somebody else's. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I I myself am a victim of a distracted driving accident where someone rear-ended. I was parked at a, at a uh, or stopped at a stoplight, and they rear-ended me going like 60 miles an hour, no Oof. brakes, yeah. uh, because they were texting. They were, yeah. A- and uh, I survived, and, and uh, luckily and all that, but I have a piece of... Uh, artificial disc in my body for the rest of my life and yeah. all this pain and, and discomfort and it, it could all have been avoided had you been driving or texting not both mm-hmm. and my wife and i were talking about someday when our daughter's that age we'll either give her a cell phone or a car not both <laughs> you're not getting both we can't afford both so you're only getting one i don't know if we'll afford either <laughs> but we can't afford to have you have both yeah because teenagers just, you don't, and I was one once, 
Luckily, I didn't. I didn't get it, my first cell phone until I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and it was one of those Nokia bricks. And you couldn't even text on those, so not quickly. You had to do <laughs> for for the letter C. You had to hit it three, <laughs> three times. times and, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, kids these days they don't know how hard we had it, and they just don't think it through. They're eating Tide Pods for <laughs> for crying out loud. So me yelling into her window may have not changed anything. Nah. But I know that her parents are probably happy that I yelled at her through her window because they don't want her texting while driving. Well, the Utah Highway Patrol also obviously doesn't want you texting and driving. And so what they're doing is they, they have a, a sting, not a sting operation, but a, an overtime, uh, 127 hours of overtime now through Monday morning are being paid out to a Utah Highway Patrolmen uh, through a government grant, by the way. And all they're doing is uh, looking for distracted drivers specifically on their phones. And uh, let's see, is it Lieutenant Brewer said that uh, they had an incident where they pulled over uh, a guy and uh, he was on his cell phone or on his computer, company owned computer in a company owned car doing a conference call with his company. Zooming. Yes. While driving. While driving. And this person at least told the officer that they were surprised to learn that was illegal. Interesting. (laughs) And Officer Brewer said... It's totally appropriate in this pandemic age to be working like that, just not while driving. Yeah. yeah. Pull the car over. Pull over. Yeah. Go into a parking lot. You know, you can zoom all you want. Uh, And so police in marked patrol cars, unmarked vehicles, and motorcycles will be patrolling both the freeways and side streets. On Thursday, so two days ago, Utah Highway Patrol troopers alone stopped 180 vehicles and cited 27 drivers. My question is... Why weren't all 180? Well, I guess there may have been uh, more people in each car. But why? What? Only 27 drivers were cited. Maybe some warnings were given out. You know, no, <laughs> no warnings for texting and driving. Warnings for eight miles over the speed limit. Let's do that. Yeah. Warnings for uh, broken headlight. Fine. Warnings for texting and driving. Throw the book at them. You say. Lock them up. <laughs> Gitmo. What's it for? <laughs> there's, there's no what warning. That, that's not going to solve anything. Hit them with a $1,000 fine, and they'll never do it again. I would never. If, if the rule came out that you could not uh, uh, blink twice in, in 30 seconds or as a $1,000 fine, I promise you I'm only going to do it once. There you go, UHP. Sergeant <laughs> Horton is on the case. Oh, no one wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. Now, thank you for the fine people at uh, Utah Highway yes. Patrol for, for keeping us safe and our roads safe. But uh, I still want to know why not they, everyone was cited. They, they have a very tough job, and uh, we're, we're just uh, having a little fun. But uh. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to criticize uh, their job in general. I just mean to criticize why, weren't, why, why, weren't why are we other, doing yeah, this yeah, let's if just we're not going to make it? Set an example. Let them have it. Look, when I was a child and I got punished for something, and if the punishment didn't hurt enough, I did that you thing did it again. Because you're like, oh, pff, that was nothing. A warning, pasha. Yeah. <laughs> that person got on the phone a mile down the road and texted. I just got a warning for texting and driving uh-huh. while they were driving. <laughs> so just cite them a thousand dollars. The next time's five thousand dollars. The third time, prison. Just take their phones away. <laughs> Snap it in half right there. <laughs> there you go. On your way. What's a new phone's a thousand bucks. There you go. There's your thousand dollar fine. Uh, according to UHP statistics, of the nearly five thousand distracted driving crashes last year, thirty-two percent were committed by teen drivers, 
Nationally, drivers ages 15 to 19 account for the largest proportion of drivers involved in fatal distracted driving crashes. Uh, the at-fault driver was distracted by a cell phone in 32% of those crashes, 25% distracted by something else inside the vehicle, 5% were distracted by food or drink. This might be surprising to some people to learn. Distracted driving is not just your phone or a computer. Yeah, it's anything that distracts you. If you're eating a hamburger while driving, ticket. Yeah. It, Putting it, your it, makeup on. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Putting your makeup on while eating a hamburger <laughs> and zooming. Double ticket. Go on stupid human tricks and do that, not out here on our freeways. Okay? So just please put the phone down. Put the hamburger down. Just chill. Just drive where you're going and then do your thing. I, I get in cars sometimes to praise them, you know. And you see the weirdest things, like people eating like a bowl of cereal, like with a the spoon. driver. Yeah, oh and it's gosh. just there in the cup holder. This is why we need Mad Max rules. <laughs> like I should be able to spike them off the road if I see them doing. Yeah, that. playing a guitar while you're driving. Like I've seen the weirdest <laughs> things. Just go back to picking your nose. Just leave it at that. Good grief! All right, uh, so there you go. Also, wrong way crashes are up 30% in Utah and even higher across the country. Yeah, what's up with that? And and that's the question. Why? Are we doing more one-way streets? Is it like the, the grocery store where you have one-way aisles now? We, we just have more one-way streets <laughs> yeah, and people have right. just forgotten which way to turn? What is, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, the, the, they say they an increase in wrong-way crashes is a problem not just here in Utah but nationwide. There were 2,008 deaths from wrong-way driving crashes on divided highways between 2015 and 18 an average of about 500 deaths a year in those three years. We're up, that's up 34% from uh, the previous four years to that. But since then, we're up even 30% higher in wrong way crashes. Uh, the AAA, nationally AAA cited impairment as being the biggest factor in wrong way crashes. Other causes for wrong way, crash, uh, wrong way drivers include older drivers becoming disoriented and solo drivers making wrong turns. Uh, Nick Street, Lieutenant Nick Street of Utah Highway Patrol, estimates that more than 90% of wrongly crashes in Utah were caused by an impaired driver. So why is impaired driving up in the last year and a half? It's because the pandemic. And, and bad habits turn into addictions, turn into problems. Yeah, I saw a stat that like beer consumption was up like 28% or something the other day. Just then that might go hand in hand with the wrong way crashes you know yeah yeah leave the bar after a, a long afternoon of uh, of zooming and uh, you know at work while drinking and then turn left instead of right right and, and i don't i've done this here downtown a couple times on the one-way streets i've seen people here like on fifth and sixth south you know you're coming off the freeway and some guy turns right and you're like whoa you're yes. coming right at me dude yes exactly uh, and that that's just a matter of maybe not knowing the area and not paying attention to the signage. That's usually what it is. Uh, but when you see someone going the wrong way on a freeway or through a school zone or something, you know, <laughs> like, it's not. This guy's impaired. Or... Yeah. And, and so it's just interesting that it's gone that it's pretty much skyrocketed. It's up a lot. In the last year. I, I, I hope we see that come back down. As Maybe it's just the, all the empty streets. People are like, oh, I'll turn this way. See what's going on down here. I def well, I definitely know that uh, my habit of uh, just kind of uh, not using my blinker increased over the, the last year because there was no one around me, so You're I didn't like, use my I'm blinker. Coming over, watch out. Yeah, 
And I've had to, honestly, I've had to retrain myself not only to use my blinker, but to use my blinker for the right amount of time before making that lane change. Yeah, don't go making the lane change while hitting the blinker at the same time. Give it two seconds, I, three seconds. I, I'm here to admit that I was one of the worst offenders yeah. at that Gone. over the last year. Yeah, yeah. I, my blinker was on, <laughs> but it was doing no good to anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you're signaling before you turn. You not... got to hear that click three times <laughs> and then go. Yeah. That, that's the rule. So, well, I don't know if that's the rule. That's my rule. Should three be. clicks and then I is the rule. Three seconds. Uh, so uh, my habits have become lax as well with less people on the road. Yeah. And we talked also that speed uh, is through the, the roof as well. As there's less cars on the road, people are more inclined to hit that gas pedal yeah, even o- heavier. Overall crashes are down, but I think severe crashes where somebody gets sent to the hospital or is, or is hurt – those are up a lot. Historic numbers, yeah. uh, record numbers. Yeah. And it's because people are going way faster than they used to. Yeah. So slow down, don't be distracted, and please don't drive impaired. This concludes the PSA segment of Utah Carson's. We've done our good work for the day. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd throw you in Gitmo, so never vote for me. <laughs> uh, Kia is recalling 380,000 vehicles for electric fire risk. Ouch. Uh, the recalls include Sportage and Condenza vehicles from 2017 to 2021 model years. What's happening is uh, uh, they're, they're being told to park outside and away from structures until the recall repair is complete. Oh, that bad, huh? Don't, uh, don't even park it inside your garage. That's what they're saying. I uh, guess if there's a fire risk, it makes sense. You wouldn't want to. Just let the car burn, not the house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, vehicle, 380,000 vehicles have electric circuitry that could lead to fires in the engine compartment. The circuit in the vehicle's hydraulic electronic control units. I guess those are in cars. I don't know what any of that means. Come on, you don't know about your hydraulic control units? (laughs) You didn't learn about that? Well, hydraulic electric control units, they could short circuit up in the risk of fire. So far, though, no fires or accidents have been reported. Okay. So Kia caught this. That's good. Before, Before anything's happened. Before really caused any damage. So they, they caught it under quality control. They realized they had a problem and did the right thing and, uh, you know, put out the recall. So that's good to see that. Uh, and uh, the automaker will begin notifying dealers on April 15, owners April 30. Uh, of this year so yeah and we've talked about recalls before you know re- recalls happen um a- as cars become more and more complex and i think as we get into evs more with more and more companies going that route you will see you know some bumps in the road some hiccups you know think just because it's a new car doesn't mean it's perfect so yeah you know the re- recalls have their place in the industry and again it's good to see kia kind of taking that uh, that step forward and not not being reactive to it now a fire in the engine that's an obvious n- bad thing you want to recall yeah, that fire anywhere in a car is bad but another recall involving uh 30 camaros i've never seen something like this issued out as a recall and an emblem projectile risk wow uh, documents sent to the uh, NHTSA explain only 30 cars of the Chevy Camaro built between uh, June of 2016 and January of 2021. So this is a rare car. Yeah. Uh, they're included in the recall. Uh, what is happening is uh, they discovered a defect that can cause the plastic emblem on the steering wheel to fly into the driver's face as the airbag deploys. I... Just when you thought you'd heard them all. <laughs> I 
Never. I don't even know what to say about that one. And it's I've, the the Camaro emblem. It's just the word Camaro, isn't it? If I'm not, it must have some sharp edges. Oh, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's not <laughs> cut soft, you up. But that, yeah, it's shrapnel flying at you. When that, when that, it's it's like nails in a in a cooker, pressure oh, cooker. Man. And so, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't put emblems on, on steering, steering wheels. wheels. Yeah, or just like kind of having molded into the plastic. Stamp rather, it on there, yeah, yeah, rather than a, yeah. an actual die cast or plastic emblem yeah so anyway if you've got one of those rare 30 camaros built in january of six june of 16 to january of 2021 watch out for flying emblems off the steering wheel. that is a rare one but subaru put out a, a recall just earlier this month that was even rarer than that one so this one was 30 camaros okay okay well the, the total number of cars is actually higher subaru is recalling i want to say about twenty thousand Imprezas. okay for uh the tire manufacturer um had a, a uh, an issue with the tires that, that were put on the Imprezas, and they're recalling because they can't tell the serial number of the tires which were put on which car. They don't record that information. Oh, wow. They're having to recall the whole line that, that they were put on. They are looking for two tires. Not not two types of tires? No, two physical tires that are on 20,000 of these oh cars, and they're having to issue a recall. Well, not having to, but coming out proactively and doing it because they don't want to have... So 20,000 cars have to be inspected to find two tires. Two tires. What if those tires have already been replaced? They don't know that. <laughs> what if that person had a flat tire? And yeah, they, they don't know that, so... It couldn't be repaired. Yeah. Wow, so they have to bring them all in. Bring them all in, and we have to inspect Well, that shouldn't on... be a long inspection. Yeah. <laughs> this should just be pretty quick, right? Hey, roll on through. Let's look at your tires. Yeah, not that one. Next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's four tires a car. I don't know. what. The, yeah. It shouldn't take too long. But, but talk about rare recalls, you know. Seriously. That, yeah. So what's 20,000 times four? 80,000. Duh. <laughs> so we're looking through 80,000 tires. To find two tires. For two. Talk about a needle and a haystack. I'd, I'd quit. <laughs> Give me a, any other job. That would be, oh, that'd be <laughs> awful. But thankful that they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's important, right? Better than someone dying because they decided that's just two tires. Yeah. All right, 855-340-ZONE. We'll take our final break. Get more of your phone calls. Uh, right now, Sarge is the winner. Uh, so call in and challenge Sarge for you that got a good uh, shot. oil change. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we got to tell you about the Toyota GR86. And I didn't mention, we didn't get to it this segment. We'll get to it next. The crazy traffic jam in Atlanta. What caused it? We'll tell you about it next. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment this week here on Utah Car Sense. I'm Austin Horton. George Roska in today uh, for the initial back in studio show since I believe last February. And by last February, I mean two Februarys ago. Yeah, not so, this February. <laughs> not not two months ago. Two almost uh, fourteen months ago. So, uh, we're excited to to be back in person. Now we got to tell you about what caused this weird traffic jam in Atlanta. But before we do that, eight five five. 340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. Answer uh, or ask a question, tell a story, make a comment. You'll be entered into the uh, oil change drawing. Right now, there's been one caller, but we're about to have caller number two. Robert is challenging Sarge for the oil change. Robert, what do you got for us, buddy? 
So I wanted you to know, Austin, that you know you had more than one listener, and uh, <laughs> also didn't want to let Sarge just have it that easy. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it's been probably a few months back. You guys were talking about the Subaru Hybrid that is out but not available in Utah. I was just wondering if there's any update on when that will be coming to Utah. It's a good question. Uh, the the Crosstrek Hybrid, I think, is what we're talking about. Yeah. George has one. Yeah, so they're, they're in Utah through Mark Miller Subaru. You can't officially get one. It, it, we can't order you one. Um, but what we've been doing is we've got some relationships with some retailers up on the West Coast where Subaru is yeah. allocating the, the cars, and we're able to dealer trade for them. Um, and so we've been able to get uh, probably a few dozen in that, that, that we've sold. Um, and, and so if you're looking for one, um, we would be happy to help you. Um, just uh, drop us a, a phone number to give you a call back on, and uh, I'll have someone reach out to you, and uh, we'll, we'll work on getting you a hybrid if you're interested. Okay, so I don't necessarily have to go all the way to Washington to uh, pick one up and come back. You, you don't, no. And uh, we've sent our technicians to training. We've got all the special tools needed at Mark Miller Subaru, so we can service your car as well if you do go for the hybrid. And uh, okay. I, I love mine. I've, I've had it for six months. If you want to come in and take mine for a test drive, you're more than welcome to. <sighs> Good to know. I was my We have uh, family up in Washington. We were thinking we'd go visit, but uh, I thought that would be something I would uh, look at doing, uh, but might be better to come check it out there at your place. Yeah. Appreciate that. And then you yeah. don't put the miles on your new hybrid getting it from Washington back to Utah. Yeah. Or, uh, well, I assume that's, they that's transport gonna it. Happen. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd get it transported you know, you for have, you. Yeah. yeah, once you have a hybrid, you've got to start putting miles on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Robert, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll see you, you bet. Thanks, Austin. Minutes. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for... Thanks, Robert. Uh, Robert, our second listener. Yeah. I mean, caller. <laughs> it's good to know we have more than one <laughs> listener. I always worried about that. But... <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Now, you just en- opened a dangerous Pandora's box, George. Uh-huh. If you just told everyone listening, all six of them, that they could come drive your car for I, the day. I did. I put it out there, and it's not the first time. I've, I've actually had multiple customers come in and test drive my car. Um, I try to keep it clean for you guys, but uh, <laughs> I do have two border collies, so so forgive me if there's a lot of dog fur in the back. But <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to. I actually bought it kind of with that intent um, because since, since we don't really carry them um, at, at the store, I have them in stock for people to drive. It, it's hard to buy something that, that you've never driven. Um, plus, I think it, it actually sells the car. When you get it in EV mode and it's so quiet and, and you just see how awesome it is to drive, it, it sells itself. So Yeah, it was never a big deal to me. Until Jeff gave me a ride in his hybrid, and we literally went around this building once. Yeah, and I was sold. I, I was like, "Oh my, this like, is amazing! This is the future! Yeah, like, yeah, this this feels like a golf cart. <laughs> it's so quiet. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. So that I think that is what you can buy a car without test driving it, but you really want to. You yeah. want to test drive some stuff. So, hey, uh, I got to tell you about this crazy story out of Atlanta. Now, within the story. They mentioned two other similar stories I'd never heard of. Maybe we'll have to visit them later. Uh, a, a llama in Oregon and a koala in Australia behind the wheel in Australia are other stories along this ilk. But down in the suburbs of Atlanta this week, local news outlet WSB reported that uh, a steer 
uh, a steer, a bovine, had escaped its trailer on a metro freeway. It reportedly roamed free for over an hour on the highway, causing traffic to pile up and even potentially causing a crash or two. Local news outlets were unable to confirm that the steer was the source of the crashes, but come on. Sorry, boss, I'm going to be late for work. There's a steer on the highway. You're going to have to come up with better reasons than that. Yeah, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, sure there is. Didn't, and last week you told me there was a koala behind the wheel. <laughs> uh, police were called in to corral the animal, which I'm sure they were excited to have that job that day. <laughs> I'd rather be on the, on the uh, texting duty. <laughs> uh, it took multiple officers to get the job done, but they couldn't have done it without the assistance of a citizen who happened to have a rope. Oh, yeah, I got out the lasso. <laughs> <laughs> what methods of capture were the police attempting before some genius with rope came along, you ask? We're not sure. The police's Facebook post below doesn't say... But it definitely shows that this they got this rope around the steer's neck and uh, they had they somehow got one they cornered it between two cop cars and then got the rope around its neck and returned it to its owner. There's no doubt that the grand escape in time on the run has made it the most legendary steer on the farm though. So Yeah. Could you imagine filling out that police report? No I swear, I swear, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant. I swear it was a it was a, a bovine. The, it scratched my car. I need a new cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it stepped on my foot. Workers comp. Eight five five three four zero zone. Let's get out to Ben, who's our uh, next caller. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going? We're good. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who had his suburbans uh, broken into down in Mexico and had to get back into the country without passport. So it was a good time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm glad you're all right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so a few things. First of all, the, like you guys wanted to hear about um, people's opinions about COVID and getting back to masks or no masks and yeah, all that. Yeah. I've had a bit of a tough time because I live right in Salt Lake, right in like the hotbed of COVID. But, uh, you know, you need to visit relatives. And uh, over the last year and a half, I've been going up to Idaho off and on because, you know, you got to visit the old the old folks and up there they don't give a rat's backside about the the virus <laughs> some of them don't even believe it exists yeah. and so if you wear masks up there they laugh at you but if you don't wear masks up there then you come back to salt lake and you think to yourself can i even go outside anymore now that i've been up to idaho and no one is wearing masks at all yeah. so you feel like you might a be constant. a transporter yeah i see what you're saying i yeah, know yeah. and so it's, it's it was really tough but you know you do have to visit the family and so that made things really difficult last year well, uh, um, I, I can I can sympathize with that. On one side of my family, we it's more taken more seriously than the other side of the family, and we just kind of all have to get along somehow. Just yeah. has to find yeah. a way. And my father, my father's like eighty years old with diabetes, and he has had cancer and oh my gosh. all sorts of different things. Like I can't even visit you for a month after I go to Idaho because my my dad. No, I'm talking about something. My, my local father is that old and all those things and up in idaho the guy's more like 65 wow and so it's it's it was, it's, it was interesting but some car questions for you uh first of all i'm a, I'm a jeep I, I have been a jeep guy in the past and i'm interested to look into this forest edition uh subaru um i've liked subarus before but i've never thought of them as being a true off-road vehicle and i'm the guy who took a that same suburban, not the same one that was broken into, I don't think, the suburban we had before that. We took it, it was an old diesel suburban. We actually gave it a four inch lift with 33 inch tires and took it down to Moab and 
ground it all over the rocks and damage the side <laughs> panels and stuff. So I'd be so curious like a to good see time. how... how uh, so whether or not you could go off-roading, jeep crawling with uh, the the outback wilderness, is that your question, Ben? Oh, I think we lost Ben. Oh, we lost Ben. But uh, no, that's a. I mean, that, I think that's kind of where he was leading with that. If it's comparable to a jeep, and I, I would say it's it's not quite the full rock crawler that you can get out of a Wrangler. You know, you're not going to be taking this thing on, on on some trails in Moab where you'd maybe be going with your Wrangler. But uh, overall, it, it's definitely upgraded the off road capabilities of the Outback. Um, a lot of people don't really think of the Outback as, as like he was saying, a, a, a full trail machine. But this one with the front skid plate. The ground clearance at 9.5 inches, the improved angles of, of approach. I think you're going to see more people out there um, enjoying the outdoors with it. So you wouldn't recommend taking it down to rock crawl uh, in Moab, but if you happen to be out in the wilderness yeah. and you hit a rock or two, yeah, it's, it's going to be all right. Absolutely. I got you. Okay. Thanks for the call, Ben, and uh, glad you made it back into the country. 855-340-ZONE. Jaden is uh next up hi Jaden. thanks for calling in oh sorry go ahead Jaden. oh still missing Jaden. brian we can't hear Jaden. i'm here I there you are we no, hear Jayden. you thanks Jaden. yay <laughs> there's a little town in northwest kansas called nicodemus nicodemus kansas and it was actually founded by freed slaves during the civil war hmm it's a really small town now. It was much larger, you know, years and years ago, but it's a small town now. And the only industry in town is a peacock farm. <laughs> and okay. it sits about three blocks, you know, like a quarter of a mile from the highway. And frequently, highway, I think it's 136, going through Nicodemus is closed because they, they literally have hundreds of peacocks there. Just, and they just roam roaming the road? Large, oh, my gosh. Roaming, it, they're free-range peacocks. <laughs> they, they, that's their industry. They make peacock, you know, they, they collect the peacock feathers and sell them. Wow. But the road frequently, the highway frequently closes due to the fact that there's too many peacocks. And, you know, it looked kind of terrible if you drove through that and took a few of them out and had peacock feathers all over your car. That <laughs> would be. That would be but it's, a it's story. It's so surreal to drive through the town or by the town and see just, you know, hundreds of peacocks flying and trying to fly and flopping around. And it, it's it's really cool, but it is the weirdest traffic jam I've ever seen. Uh, Jaden, how do you know so much about Nicodemus, Kansas? Uh, my grandparents lived about 30 miles away from there huh. when they started uh, when they discovered oil and started pumping it out of northwest kansas my grandfather bought, uh, bought a, a cadillac dealership oh wow okay and he, he would always take us out and we'd you know we'd go for a drive every time we went and saw grandpa we, we lived probably three hours away but he would take us around you know show us different parts of the county and different parts of the state and Occasionally, would even get to go with him when he 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 might sell a Cadillac at four o'clock in the afternoon and then have to drive to Kansas City to pick it up. Oh, wow! So he'd leave he'd leave at six o'clock and drive, and you'd drive with him. And I'm looking at a map. Oh, it's nowhere near Kansas City. Uh, no, yeah. no, it's a good distance. And and you're not talking. You're not joking about it being a small town. It has a population of eleven. 
Eleven people. Eleven people. They, the peacocks outnumber well, them three hundred to one. Jeez. I, I think that's the metro area. You know, the, 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 the actual city is eleven, but the metro area is you know probably big, like you know maybe twenty. <laughs> nice. Hey, well, I'll tell you this about Kansas: it's beautiful until you open your eyes. There you go. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jaden. Kansas is a great place to sleep. <laughs> absolutely is. Thank you, Jaden. I uh, love it. Nicodemus, yeah. Kansas. I like learning about cool little cities and their backstories. There you go. The the pe- peacock capital of the of the United of the States. United States. Learn something new. Wow. Thanks, so uh, a bovine is an easy ring. <laughs> have you ever been? Have you ever come across a peacock? Uh, not in the wild. Well, I mean, like at the park or something. Yeah. Yeah. They are mean suckers. <laughs> you there think was- geese are aggressive? Peacocks are like, you come over here, I'll gut you. There was a little zoo in Logan that you could go into, and they had peacocks just free-ranged roaming around. And, yeah, there were regular occurrences where they would attack children. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. I'm sure there were. Yeah, I was at, uh, um, what's the farm up here? Uh, Wheeler? Wheeler Farm. And, uh, they, they have ha- a peacock? They had some peacocks, and one of them tried to attack my dog. And I'm, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Like, I'm telling this you. Thing. It's mean. They are jerks. Uh, I don't, they, they look silly, and they act silly. <laughs> Peacocks. Wonder if they're any good to eat. I don't know. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you've ever tasted peacock, I'd love to hear it from you. Eight five five three four zero zone. All right. Uh, the GR eighty six, the Subaru BRZ's quote unquote rival. Uh huh. Didn't Subaru and Toyota kind of work together on souping these up and getting them? Brother from another mother. <laughs> uh, but tell us about the. Well, we know the GR eighty six, but tell us what the plans are with the BRZ, George. Um, you know, Subaru's going to keep it just the, really the same, pretty pretty low production. Uh, I think they're only going to make five or 6,000 of these a year. Um, but it's really a great car if you're looking for, for a fun uh, rear-wheel drive sports car. It, it's not going to have the most power, although they, they did bump it up from, from 200 to 230, I think. Um, it, it's going to give it a little more of a boost. But it's a great car for the canyon run. It's a great car for the track. This is not a great car for your straight-line speed, which that's not what it's designed for. But Yeah, and it kind of fell out of favor among sports car uh, people because it didn't have that horsepower that you want out of a sports car. It, but it, it fell out of favor with the the wannabe sports car people the, I see. the true sports car people appreciated it for what it was and, I see and and and, <laughs> and really drove it in in the in the conditions that it was designed for and and, and loved it but uh, no I think I think a lot of people took it as this thing's going to be the next Supra and and that's oh. that's not what it is hey some uh Utah is among uh, some of some states where new legislation will protect drivers who hit protesters. We saw last summer with the, the George Floyd murder, and that's what it was, and the trials going on now. We saw uh, all the rallies and protests and, and things that happened, and we even saw some cases where uh, protesters were hit by traffic. I think there was a shooting, too, that, that happened here in, in, in Provo. Provo yeah, yeah, where there was some protesters and somebody was inside their car and, and pulled out a, a handgun. Yeah, well, based on all of all of that, uh, legislators across the country decided we might want to look into doing something here. Uh, and it's mostly Republican politicians. are They're moving to stop the roadblocking maneuver, proposing increased penalties for demonstrators who run onto highways and legal immunity for drivers who hit them. Now, that's a dangerous, slippery slope. That Yeah, it really depends how they define that. If, if you're driving and someone jumps out in front of you, then yeah, you probably shouldn't be held t- that liable. Like you shouldn't yeah. be 
But if you're just mowing them down, yeah, I think, and going, I've got legal immunity. I think intent matters a lot in that yeah. in that case, and I think putting a, I don't know, I haven't read the bill, but really depends how it's worded, and if if they kind of give a blanket immunity it could become an ugly thing where people hide behind that to to cause harm to somebody else. Uh, Yes, and there have been also uh, cases where people will pull their cars into rallies and demonstrations trying to stop it. Uh And this is what's getting the most uh, reaction as part of this deal is that they want to allow that to keep happening. They want to make that part of the immunity is that you? If you drive into a protest to, to block it and stop it, you're not held liable for hitting somebody or impeding the the rally. Yeah, I don't know about that. This seems this seems. I look. I think that it has some good aim. I think that we need to protect drivers who, by no fault of their own, hit somebody. Right. But we don't need to just give everyone a get out of jail free card because they're protesting. You get to just go through it at 80 miles an hour and say, oh, the law says I can do so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm kind of ashamed, actually, that Utah is on this list. But there we be. There we be. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. If you'd like to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. If you live up in Layton in that way. Uh, the uh, extension of Legacy Highway, the West Davis Corridor, uh, the construction is going on. And as uh, the late moves forward with that, they are moving forward with a parkway extension where you get off I-15 and that Leighton Parkway that heads west, they're going to continue it all the way out to the West Corridor. Okay. Well, the problem with that is a bunch of that land doesn't belong to the state where that road's going to go. Most of the land, in fact, belongs to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but there are private homes and private farms and things out there that eminent domain might come into play. Mm-hmm. Now, officials say that they're not planning on eminent domain, but it might become inevitable at some point during the construction. So my question to you, George Roska, mm-hmm. is if you live in West Layton and you're out in your yard and you're looking and go, making, doing some math and thinking— this Leighton Parkway extension is going to go right through my front yard. Are you selling now, or are you waiting until the state comes around with a check? Oh, I'm waiting until the very <laughs> last minute. <laughs> I am that guy. Uh, is that because you think you'll get more for it, or just because you don't like moving? I really don't like moving. <laughs> that, that Let's put that out there. But I think at that point you have a little more leverage. Um, because you're the last thing in their way, basically, to 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 get the project done, and then you might get a little more money out of it. But um, I, I don't know all the details about how eminent domain works in Utah, and and if they can force you out and not give you as much. I, I don't know all the, all those details, but I don't think I'd be selling right away. Yeah. Well, uh, Leighton attorney Gary Crane said uh, we will continue to try and work around this without having to, to make this happen. It's never the intent of the city to proceed with condemnation. Could it, could it occur? Absolutely, it could occur. But will it, based on my experience with the acquisitions that have occurred in the past, it's not likely that they'll go to the eminent domain mm. uh, card. But that's just something to, to keep a, a thought about and keep an eye on. I know that of a bunch of people who I grew up with in Davis County, well, went to school with or had a mutual friends with that they've had their homes uh, taken or, or sold 
for the Highway 89 uh, construction that's going up there. It's being mm-hmm. widened and a bunch of overpasses and just just land neighborhoods have been leveled wow. to make room for that. And, you know, you get the market value of your home. Yeah. You're not getting the, the cheap side of things, but you're also not able to sell to multiple bidders and, and raise that up. Like and that's would. true. Maybe with the way the market is right now, with everything going for 30,000, 40,000 over asking, maybe it is a good time to, to get out and cash out while you can. So I, f- I feel for anybody. Don't take my advice on real estate. I'm not a professional. <laughs> That's the disclaimer here. Uh, I feel for anybody looking for a place to live yeah. right now. What oh is it, like gosh. less than 1,000 homes on the market in the in the valley? And or? you have to – there's like 30 bids 30, per home, yeah, and yeah. you have to bid $100,000 over asking and – just ridiculous. Unbelievable. All right, we got about 90 seconds left if you want to be in the show. Drawing for the oil change, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Last thing I want to bring up today, uh, well, and actually Jimmy responds to the, the protest law we were just talking about. No, I think you covered it real well. Um, you, you know, I think it, it really depends on, on on the details of it, but I'm not not really a fan of the way it's it's going. Yeah, and th- this guy asked, well, if, if protesters are blocking you, banging on your car and threatening, do you just sit there? Uh, that's happened a couple times in other states, and they've dragged the driver out and beat them. I, Gall, it's a touchy subject. Yeah, and no, I, I mean, you definitely don't want to find yourself in a situation like that. That is terrifying, too. And, and at that point, it's not a protest anymore. It's more of an assault. Um, yeah. Y- you know, but, y- yeah, I, I, I think— I think it's a complex subject, and I think there's there's multiple um, ways of looking at it. Well, uh, George, it's been good to have you back in studio. So good to be back. Let's do it again. Uh, we appreciate everyone that, that called in. We had four callers this week, uh, Sarge, Robert, Ben, and Jaden. I've got them in random order on my paper. Brian Priest is going to pick us a number between one and four, and that'll be our winner. Lucky number three today. Three goes to Jaden, who was the last caller about Nicodemus, Kansas. Telling us about the peacocks. And the peacocks. So Come Jayden, get your oil changed. Uh, the Mark Miller people will reach out to you and get that scheduled, and uh, we'll, we'll appreciate seeing you there. George, uh, we'll do this again soon. Awesome. Let's do it. He's George Roska. Check him out at the South, or excuse me, Midtown Store, 3535 South State. Also, there's a, the Southtown location, 10920 South State in Sandy. For George and Brian, I'm Austin Horton. We'll be back next week here on Utah Car Sense.